0: From your exact location, we proudly present to you, your host for tonight, here's Ainsley. And welcome to Price Tag Pod, where we attempt to put a price tag on your dignity. I'm your host, Ainsley Blakely-May, and I'm joined by my guest for this evening. My next guest is brought to you from the wondrous land of California, living the dream in a barren desert. (laughs) comes a writer of books watcher of films and the best of all a hater of leeches oh man ladies and gentlemen give it up for mr Derek mcduff what's up man
1: hey hey thanks for having me
0: no worries let me know what's this what's this fear of leeches about how did you come across that in california of all places
1: I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever actually met one in real life or anything. I don't have like an Indiana Jones backstory where I was like running through a thing and some leeches got on me. I just they just creep me out. I don't know. Like whenever I see them in a movie, it just gives me like down, the shivers down my spine. Like, I can't watch that one scene and stand by me if you know what I'm talking about. Like it just I can't do it. It's there's just whenever I see it in movies or like commercials or anything, it just gives me the heebie jeebies, man.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that scene, but I've watched a lot of X-Files and there's a lot of worms and stuff that just freak you out.
1: (laughs) I think it's like the blood sucking thing and just like, I don't know. I don't like, yeah, just, I don't know. It creeps me out.
0: It's also like it was used as medicine in like the 1800s and onwards. It's like,
1: if you had any problem. Yeah, these doctors who didn't know anything, they were just like, just throw some leeches on them. It'll suck the bad blood out. I'm like,
0: oh, gosh. Yeah, I was in a pharmacy in uh, New Orleans, one of the oldest pharmacies in in America, and they literally just had everything was covered in lead and there was leeches mm-hmm. like in boxes. That was kind of like their oh setup. My God. And then at the front, they had like a soda counter, you know, like an old school soda counter. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this place? Is this a
1: torture?
0: <laughs> <laughs> get your leeches, your lead poisoning, and your soda in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Get a tall boy. <laughs> We're we'll good to go. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know how to play and stuff. So, are we ready for the first question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, $10. Derek, if you've done any research on me at all, you would know that I'm actually a mushroom nerd. (laughs) (laughs) And what is it you said you hated to eat, exactly?
1: I I hate mushrooms. I hate to eat mushrooms.
0: That's totally understandable. They're very weird. (laughs) So as we're recording this, it's the 24th of May. It's not going to be released for a few months, but right now is the middle of morel mushroom season. Have you ever seen a morel in your life? Ever heard of a morel mushroom?
1: I might have. So my my old roommate, like uh, the guy who was, I was best man at his wedding, he's growing some mushrooms. And I, might it might be growing morels. I don't know. Would What Describe them.
0: They're like, they grow in the base of elm trees. They're available for like a month, maybe. Like you get like yellow, you get brown but like they're kind of honeycomb in shape and they're hollow all the way through. They're like really prized mushrooms eaten a lot okay. in like Pacific Northwest. And you can find a lot of them, maybe not so much in California, um, but they're like gourmet, like people go crazy about them every year. And like, you will never, you won't find them very often in the wild. Cause there's so many people looking for them, you know? Okay. It's this is crazy thing. So with that premise, 10 bucks, would you eat one mustard stuffed morel?
1: Oh man, you you know what I was like? Okay, yeah, I can probably do this for ten bucks. I mean, you then you decided to throw mustard into it, and no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> mustard is the one like mushroom. Like I'm not a picky eater at all. Like I'm pretty good with most things, but those are literally the only two things that I'm just like, no, thank you. And like if I have like some soup or something, and a mushroom slips in, I'll be like, okay, you know, like that's not what I wanted, but I can live with it. But mustard. Uh-uh. like i'm gonna I, I will like throw up if i have mustard around me so i two ten ten dollars no no thank you
0: yeah i was happy that morale's a hollow in the middle because you can get a lot of weird <sighs> stuff in there oh man <laughs> i can cut the mustard in half with cream cheese if that helps
1: oh no mm, i don't think for ten dollars no about 15
0: 15 no it could be like a baby-sized morale. We'll definitely cut in half with cream cheese. So, okay, so
1: because that's the thing, mu- mustard is such like an overpowering flavor that you know. I you know I can kind of do honey mustard because I feel like honey is really good, and you you kind of take something that's really good and take something that's really terrible, and it just makes something that's kind of bad. Um, so fifteen bucks, a tiny one, with cut with cream cheese. I'll do it. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I'll give you honey mustard as well. That's fine. Do 15 bucks.
1: All right. I can do that for 15 bucks.
0: I like it when people kind of get cringy at the beginning. It sets to turn <laughs> real nice. <laughs> oh man. I'm like
1: thinking I'm like, okay, how much how is like how how long would I have to work for really, okay, like I'm like thinking about like, you know, my shift, uh, like a shift at work and how long would I? take to make that i'm like all right you know that's like about a li- little less than an hour work whatever it is so, okay
0: what, what sparks your hatred for mushrooms i mean what is it like the texture is it the fact that comes just out of the forest or the gross it's looking
1: a, it, it's it's a texture thing i really don't they're slimy you know and just yeah i don't like the consistency you know it's it's yeah i, I don't like the taste really i don't care you know like where it comes from you know like that's not even a thing for me, um, but like, it's the only thing that I can really compare them to, I think is if you've ever had escargot, which is also really slimy and gross and nasty and has a, that same kind of weird like texture. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to like the idea of mushrooms, you know, like, you know, them growing there, the fact that they are a fungus, you know, that's, that's fine. That's cool. You know, but just, it's the taste, it's the taste and it's the texture.
0: Yeah, I can respect that. I mean, there's loads of different varieties, but it's still, it still has that kind of mushroominess about it. I don't
1: know. I, I hear like there's some oyster ones and stuff that are not as bad. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, just your classic mushrooms. Most mushrooms I've had, I've never enjoyed one. I'll just say that.
0: It's like most people say they don't like red wine or white wine. And most some sommeliers are kind of like, I oh, just need to find the right one for you. Um, <laughs> I could say that about mushrooms, but I don't honestly think it's true. I think some people are just innate, are not tolerable to it. Yeah, yeah and i well, just have I'm to respect probably... stand back <laughs> um you said you enjoy writing what specific things do you like to write
1: um so i mean i'm kind of across the board uh i do i do a lot of fiction um you know some typically some sci-fi or some fantasy type stuff um but you know i'll also write some poetry sometimes i work as a freelance writer so i'll write about you know like movies and stuff like that and you know just pop culture stuff depending on you know what what i'm uh who i'm writing for or what i'm doing but yeah like if i'm just kind of like you know doing my own thing writing my own fiction i i do like that kind of like stuff that where i have like world building and just kind of you know cool ma- like magic systems very dorky
0: stuff you know that's cool now dweeby stuff is good for me i like that too but uh, <laughs> right. how, how are you with like um you like to use colorful languages and like um, a lot of larger words, and I-, I find I like to try to decorate my like vocabulary with like fancier words. I'm trying to get much better at it, you know. You know, it really depends, honestly,
1: because um, a lot of the stuff I write is from the first person, and so if I'm writing a character that is kind of you know more of an eloquent person, then I will kind of try to decorate that. But if I'm writing, you know, from the point of view of like a teenage kid or something like that, or something, uh, I might you know, I'd probably have it, you know, be kind of more abrupt and kind of short and not too fanciful. It really just kind of depends. And I don't know, I guess I don't, I don't do a lot of just kind of like, you know, describing things. I'm, I'm more of a, I guess, less of a Tolkien and more just kind of like akin to like somebody I look up to a lot is uh, probably like, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Breakfast of champions. His name starts with a V. Um, Kurt Vonnegut. Um, I really like his writing style and I kind of feel like a lot of times I will kind of, you know, uh, be, be in that same category. I mean, not that I'm a Kurt Vonnegut or anything um, or anywhere close, but I do really love his stuff and um, kind of just kind of be like, okay, this is how it is. And just kind of, um, you know, give kind of more to the point descriptions, I guess.
0: Yeah. My, the co-host of the show absolutely loves Kurt Vonnegut. I think you picked the wrong host today. <laughs> like, he, he, He'd tell me how much he loved him and then he gave me um Slaughterhouse Five. Mm-hmm. I'm on like page 45. And then he was talking about it with someone else on this podcast. And I heard the episode and he ruined the whole fucking book to me. <laughs> so now now is no fucking point. <laughs> see see, here's the thing
1: Slaughterhouse Five, I read it in high school, and it's actually my least favorite Vonnegut. Like it's I don't dis- I don't like dislike it or anything. Like I think it's still a pretty solid book, but he's written so much better stuff. Like Breakfast of Champions has got to be, you know, one of my all-time favorite books. And you know, so Flutterhouse 5 is an interesting book. It's got some cool time travel stuff in it. But yeah, he's got way better stuff, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I really not, not not really my knowledge. But uh, I remember when I grabbed the book from him and my thumb was covering the S. So I read it as mm-hmm. Laf- Laughter House 5 and I thought, that sounds cheerful. This will be fun. Oh, good, a good <laughs> golly, fun book. Jolly time. <laughs> oh, no, World War II, aliens. Oh, no. Where's the chuckles, man? I don't get it. I was waiting. <laughs> page 45 oh no bombing germany oh no <laughs> what an awful humor this guy has <laughs> this is the fifth one too let me see the other ones
1: <laughs> i can't even imagine how people got through slaughterhouses one through four
0: <laughs> 25 bucks derek could you become illiterate for for 24 hours
1: okay let me ask a question uh this is a, this is a. When you say illiterate, does that mean I can't communicate at all? Because I actually know sign language. Would I be able to use that?
0: Oh, interesting. I didn't think about communication. Um, I just meant like writing and reading.
1: Okay. Well, oh, So I could still speak and stuff?
0: Yeah. But let's throw another caveat. And let's say that you can only okay. use only three syllable or less words.
1: $25 for a day. That's a dollar a day or a dollar an hour. Nah, nah, that's not worth it. Hmm.
0: Okay. Just in text and speech. Uh, Text and, um, yeah. reading and writing
1: couldn't read or write for a day um you know i think for for 25 you'd say uh no that still seems kind of low honestly that is your job isn't it (laughs) when you think about it (laughs) well yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i don't i don't write every day but you know um i mean i probably will write something at some point during the day even if i'm not you know working on any of my writing stuff
0: I mean, most creatives need a day of just goofing off. So I guess you could become yeah. a letter on a day where you're goofing off. But the thing is, what are you going to do? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, I know. It seems like not enough money, though. You know, I mean, I, I there's I could you know just to like not even be allowed to, you know, open my laptop and type anything. Or I guess I wouldn't even be able to text then, you know. So I would just be, yeah, that cut off. And so, yeah, no, I, I couldn't do that for 25.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean even if someone was to text you something urgent and you couldn't really respond. I mean you could call you could call them, I guess. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I guess so. But who calls anybody these days? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if it was urgent, I guess, but yeah, if, you know.
0: Suddenly... I can give you I can give you thirty-five dollars. No. No. Twelve hours?
1: Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, twelve hours. I'm gonna give you thirty
0: dollars. 30 dollars for 20 for 12 hours
1: yeah yeah i could do that all right 30 for 12 I, I'll, I'll come down to that that seems fair
0: i mean you're asleep for a lot of that that's the yeah, thing exactly.
1: like, <laughs> like you, you know sleep sleep for I, oh man then i just realized like i couldn't type anything onto like my computer and go so so i couldn't use my computer really and like type in a website or anything it would google anything i guess i just had to like Watch TV or play Switch or something.
0: Yeah, I think you would just have to like go through your VCR collection and just hope for the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like straight in. <laughs> I can't read this disc. I really hope it's not Shrek 2 again. Put it in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Unless you work on some color coded system the day before, I will like, okay, green, I have yeah, this. Blue, yeah. I got that. It's a lot of prep for $30. Say that. Yeah, that's a,
1: a, a bit much. Yeah. I probably yeah tried. You know, line it up if I could with, you know, sleeping. So I'd only have to, you know, do, I don't know, four to six hours or something, depending on how much sleep I got.
0: Yeah. You said you liked movies, television, series, and such and such. Do you have like a least favorite era?
1: Um, of TV, I think, yeah, I'm not a fan of like the early, early stuff. Like, um, did you watch WandaVision? I did not know. Okay. So the, the premise of that show was kind of they go through that uh, there, it's a sitcom, family sitcom kind of, and like the first however many episodes, each one is based on a different decade. So it's like the first episode is the 50s and then the 60s and the 70s and 80s and it kind of goes up to like, you know, modern family and stuff like that. So like, you know, the 2010s or whatever. And I was just like, the first episode where it's kind of like emulating the kind of like, I love Lucy, like bewitched era. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so just like you know they do a really good job of it it's so cringy and bad and i just i really can't stand that like like <laughs> kind of canned laughter just like oh well honey i guess we should have you know blah 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 huh, straight to the moon ah huh? you know like i can't i can't, yeah. can't power right in know? the kisser <laughs> oh man it's like oh, oh, spousal abuse hilarious oh good stuff the 50s you know like yeah no, no thanks so as far as tv goes probably yeah that era um as far as movies go um probably i guess i would say maybe like the 30s i want to say because that's when the Hayes act kind of came into effect and you know that and it was kind of just a lot of like there's definitely great movies from the 30s like no question but it was kind of the era where they had just like sound was becoming a thing and so while that was good like obviously you know sound and film is overall a good thing it was like they didn't really know what to do with it and films got a lot less creative and they had to do a lot of things they couldn't do stuff with the cameras anymore that they would be able to do so cinematography looked a lot worse and things were a lot kind of more campy and just kind of like bad comedies or just you know a lot of you know those kind of campy serial adventure serials that you know just you know flash gourd and stuff like that uh you know so not not real deep stuff coming out then just kind of and, you know, the, I, like I said, the Hayes Code really restricting just what you could do in a movie. Like you could, like it was like you can't, you know, do anything immoral at all. They have this morality police hanging over you that would censor your movie to, you know, just basically just neuter it of anything interesting or good, any sex or violence or, you know, you know, like references to homosexuality or whatever it might be. They were like, no, 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 no. And so movies got very just very watered down in that period and the Hays Code existed for a while but I think filmmakers got a lot smarter working around it um, going up to the 50s and well, then eventually it dissolved in I want to say the 60s so yeah that's huh. I guess that'd be my answer
0: yeah that's interesting I, that's a much more broader length answer than I was expecting that's cool <laughs> I expected a long response actually I was like yeah give this guy like two minutes so I didn't I didn't think you'd go back that early that's interesting
1: I didn't I even ex- yeah I didn't expect I give that long of an answer but I just kept talking so
0: that's cool no it's great um I don't have much knowledge about like early day film I'm really into like Soviet animation from the 1920s but okay, <laughs> other cool. than that like my knowledge is like as earliest film I've seen is like Nosferatu from like 1911 which is mm-hmm. an m- amazing movie yeah yeah it stands up today like really good um
1: yeah one of what that director, another one of that director's films, his first American film, Sunrise, is actually one of my favorite movies.
0: OK. I have to check that one out, too. Like other than yeah. that, I was listening to a podcast. Um, she's been on here, too. She called Natalie from Stone and Social. She yeah. was watching um, an, an anti-marijuana propaganda film from the 1930s, which was like in every cinema ever. And then all of a sudden. Reefer for Madness? In. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I need to see that. But what was your opinion of that?
1: so I actually haven't seen like the whole thing of the original reefer madness, but I have seen the like remake and like remake, I guess in quotes, because it's basically a, it's the exact movie, but it's like a musical parody of it because it's like, but they don't really change anything. Cause the movie is already pretty much a self parody. And it's, you know, it's got Kristen wig in it. It's from like the mid aughts. Like maybe like, I want to say 2007. <laughs> so um, I would say, honestly, if you, you maybe watch that version, because it's, it's the same movie, but it's funny and it's got, sorry, Kristen Bell um, in it. And so, and it does a really good job of it. And it's a musical. It's really fun and just kind of just ridiculous and campy. And I watched it in college with a bunch of stoners. So it was a really good time.
0: <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. 50 bucks. Uh, this might be tough for you. Um, right. For the next week, you're only exposed to, uh, I guess, let's say, what did you say? Like 50s, 60s uh, sitcoms? Mm-hmm. You're only exposed to watch those for the week on VHS or Betamax.
1: Oh man, <sighs> 50 bucks. And that's, that's all I can watch. I can't watch any movies or anything. I just
0: only can watch those shows. That, that's your entertainment for the week.
1: Uh, no, I couldn't do it. Not, no, I couldn't do it.
0: I can allow you like news sections, you know, like Trevor Noah's mm-hmm. daily show on YouTube. He has like eight minute clips of like what's going on that week. I can allow you a few of those like once a day. Not for 50 bucks for a whole week, though. That's,
1: I, I couldn't do that.
0: Five days? That's 10 bucks a day.
1: No. No.
0: It's it's, it's
1: just,
0: like, as if you had gone with the, the
1: movies, like, you'd said, like, the 30s movies, I would be like, okay, there's some, there's some solid stuff in there, but I couldn't, like, I would guess I would just watch Leave it to Beaver or something, and even that I'm not <laughs> a huge fan of, so, like... I couldn't. I couldn't do it. No, not not
0: for five days. Not for fifty bucks. What about like old episodes of like The Daily Show or like who was it, No, Le- who was before Letterman? It's like a oh. long list of people. Um, Ed Sullivan, wasn't it?
1: Oh, uh, The Tonight Show. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there was before Letterman was um. Ed Sullivan he was there for like 30 years so I don't even there was like a bunch of people before him that were around for like five or six years but you know I I can't can't remember, remember um
0: but yeah I can throw I can throw in some um Ed Sullivan clips early early Ed Sullivan clips okay you know I could
1: I could go for that then, and I don't really know Ed Sullivan that well, but I do know a lot of people that he inspired, um, like Letterman and Conan, like I grew up on Conan um, and I still watch him to this day. So I think that um, I could, if you threw in in some Ed Sullivan, yeah, I could do it.
0: Could you do it for $45? (sighs) Oh
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. That's only a five buck difference, I guess.
0: $42?
1: Oh man, it just—it's chipping away here. Uh, yeah,
0: forty-one dollars.
1: I'm gonna have to draw the line somewhere, so I'll cut it off at forty-one. I gotta, oh. I gotta cut it off somewhere.
0: <laughs> Ed Sullivan I saves can't the going day. I keep going down.
1: Ed Sullivan—he really does. I think honestly, it would be a lot of just me watching Ed Sullivan, and there's thirty years of his stuff, so I—I think that I wouldn't get tired of it or anything.
0: My only knowledge of Ed Sullivan was like, they did an impression on The Simpsons like in the early 2000s. And it was like really big shoe. And that was it. That's all I know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's, there's so much stuff
1: that like culturally, I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but yeah, it's got The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, that helps me with everything. I mean, I was born in 94 and I was obsessed with The Simpsons mm-hmm. growing up. And mm-hmm. I, I go back through my head now and think of the references they made. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand who that was. Yeah, that was Bill yeah. Clinton. He's that guy. That's who he is. no it's funny because you
1: mentioned you were born in 94 i was actually born in 89 so like rye was just born right around the time the simpsons first started airing so you know it's always just like okay simpsons season 32 you know it's about to start so i'm gonna turn 32 in a couple months so i'm you know it's and it's always like i don't know if you heard uh heard mark twain and the whole thing with haley's comet about how he's like when he was born it was like a haley's comet and then he was like if i don't die when there's a haley's comet I'll be really disappointed, and that's how I kind of feel like about The Simpsons. So I'm like, if they ever cancel The Simpsons, I'm really, I'm going to be really worried.
0: Yeah, wow. We're going to cancel you if that's the case. <laughs> I mean, there's been loads of attempts of canceling all sorts of different shows, and I think The Simpsons is never going to. I mean they they remain they remain edgy on a certain wet and certain level, and I think it's just going it's, to continue. Yeah, The Simpsons is eternal,
1: you know. So like, they've literally been here for my whole life, and I I don't see that changing anytime soon. So
0: yeah. Um, so I did a little bit of research into Orange County, because as you said, mm-hmm. where you're from, and I couldn't believe the amount of music, like talent from Orange County. Yeah. Have you looked yeah. into that? Like, do, Can you name any bands you can think of?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of like, some. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything.
0: I got a list here, of course. I All right. <laughs> did you ever listen to Avenged Sevenfold? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love those guys. Okay.
0: I haven't heard them in years, yeah.
1: but yeah. I loved like um back, especially back in like high school, I was just like all about that and I'd turn on MTV in the morning and they'd have that one weird bat country music video and I was like, this is the fucking shit. Oh, can I cuss yeah. on
0: here? Yeah, go for it. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Oops. can I say fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you just did.
1: Well, shit. I guess I gotta cuss now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's Avenged Sevenfold, Real Big Fish, Social Distortion, No Doubt, Aquabats, Offspring, Sublime, Agent Orange.
1: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of big like ska bands. I know because I've been to a couple. All, there are they like, like like the ska and the kind of like those festivals. And, you know, of course, when I, I did see No Doubt and they're like, hey, well, it's always good to be back here in Orange County. And I'm just like, you know, um, Real Big Fish. I've seen a couple times and I'm a really big fan of them. Yeah, there's definitely some really, really strong musical talent in the area.
0: I was surprised with the whole ska vibe from, from Orange County. It's like that kind of place. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I've never been there, but I, I can't imagine. I just want to know how it is there now because like it seems to be ska central over there.
1: Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's like, uh, I feel like it's, there's a lot of just kind of like ska punk, like rebel, just like people like millennial, just Gen Xers. And then there's a lot of like angry boomers who just like hate that so much. And it's like this weird culture clash that just exists here in orange County, California. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's bizarre, kind of bizarre growing up and living
0: here. It's it's funny. Cause I recently got into a band called cake. Have you had a cake?
1: Oh, cake is one of my all time favorite bands. I love cake. I've been mm-hmm. into them for years. I I've seen them live. I, if you ever follow them on Facebook, they've, they've got these, they've got uh, this really great, like, very politically charged facebook that i love following but yeah i'm a huge fan of uh cake
0: for some reason i just assumed that they were from orange county after reading this list and then i read into them and they're not they do
1: have that vibe they really do you know like and weezer feels like another one that should be from orange county
0: please tell me you've heard weezer's new album i'm trying to talk to people about it no one's listened yet
1: i haven't got a chance i've heard really mixed things i haven't got around to listening to it yet i hear that like some, some people have said it's like amazing and some people have said it's just like utter garbage so i'm curious like what your opinion
0: is i i think it's fantastic they've done an incredible job it's so it's such a different sound to what i expect from weezer and i mean like the mm-hmm. the dude was in rivers camaro's like he's 50 mm-hmm. now
1: yeah that's so Producing weird this
0: such such a heavy sound there's one song that if you're gonna listen to any i'd recommend you listen to it's called one more hit and it just has i a, have
1: heard of that song that is a good song
0: that is really good <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just didn't expect Weezer to come out with this like in the middle after the second second chorus. It just goes in this beefy like breakdown, <laughs> thrashy thing. It's like, what the hell, Weezer? <laughs> yeah,
1: I love bands that are always just kind of innovating and like never really, you know, staying the same. And you think you know them, and they're like, all right, well, how about this other thing now?
0: A uh, hundred bucks. The next two months, you're only exposed to music from Orange County.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's a that's a solid lineup, you know, I could definitely, you know, I, I would miss listening to a lot of stuff, you know, uh, but we, there is, if it was another County, if you said, you know, like some County in Missouri or something, I would say <laughs> no, but like, but yeah, Orange County has got a really solid music scene. So that's, that's
0: fine. Only music from Calabasas, <laughs> just like Kanye <laughs> West. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that not so much. No. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna drop you down into seventy-five dollars. You think you could do that?
1: Uh, for a full week, seventy-five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, even I just said like two
0: months, actually.
1: No, 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 two months. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do
0: that. One month for eighty dollars. No, no. Two weeks, eighty dollars. No. Man, I've cut it back real far. Um. $90 two weeks. No. 10 days. 10 days for $90? Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. It's not bad, is it? There we go.
1: Yeah, no doubt's got a deep catalog.
0: They do. And that they count- really do.
1: and then Gwen Stefani counts for that too. You know, I could just listen to her solo stuff. She's got some really good solo stuff.
0: Yeah. I haven't heard of any Avenged Sevenfold since The Rev died in... When was that? 2007? 2007? I don't know. I'm talking out of terms. and I don't remember when he died. Good guy. <laughs> yeah. You also said that you loved Mexican food. How did that happen? I mean,
1: I Southern California, you know, Orange County. That's, you know, uh, there's Mexican food everywhere. You know, um, obviously we have like a really large uh, population of people from Mexico or, you know, first generation people. And so, you know, there's, uh, you know like right outside of my i could walk out my door right now there's a food truck down there with like authentic delicious mexican food and it's also it's i don't think i don't know if it's exactly the same kind of food you would get in mexico because it's kind of like you know cali mexican but it's just like i don't know if you like you i don't know if you, think you guys have california burritos in sweden um or if that's a thing you've ever heard of
0: no man um, we don't
1: uh yeah but like it's um it's like a, basically a burrito with guac and a bunch of, and like carne asada in it and French fries. And it's incredible. Like, <laughs> oh my uh, like my friend who I went to high school with and I was in his, um, wedding party a couple of years ago and I drove out to, you know, uh, it was, where was it? It was, um, uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and I was like, dude, how do you do it without the Mexican food around? And he's like, I, I just miss it. And, you know, one of his friends is like, oh, we've got burritos and stuff here. I'm like, it's not the same. <laughs> and like even Tex-Mex is, is pretty good. But like, honestly, you know, obviously like Mexico has great Mexican food. But like other than that, California, Southern California is really the only spot to go to get Mexican food this, this incredible and this delicious. It's just, it's just so good.
0: Tex Mex is like a spice in Sweden here, Like it's in comes in these massive jars and stuff. So, like,
1: really okay, yeah,
0: that's the more renowned Mexican food, which is really strange when you think about it.
1: It's it's fine, like, Tex because you know, I've been to Austin and stuff like that, and they have good Mexican food there, but it's it's you know, just not the same as the Mexican
0: food out here. Do you get, I mean, how's Texas with their like, grown avocados? Because I know like California is avocado country, it's like,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't really have, I was only there for about a week, so I didn't really. Any avocados? I was there out there for a music festival, ACL. Um, but I so, but I mean, the avocados here are incredible. Um, but yeah, I don't really know how avocados are
0: over there in uh Texas. I didn't mean to speak to a Californian about avocados, it just naturally happens. <laughs> it's an organic segue that I tried really hard not to get onto.
1: No, it's okay. I mean, we you know, <laughs> we eat it on our toast, that's how it goes.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> 250 bucks for the next month, you can only season your food with salt and pepper.
1: For two fifty, um, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. You know, there's. I mean, so okay. Let me hold on. a me second. Let me think. So that means if like, if I go to like, if I go down the street here and I get like the Mexican food, and I could still get it as prepared, or um, like I just can't put any like hot sauce or anything on it.
0: You can't put hot sauce on it.
1: I could, you know i I think that there's it's it's still good enough that i would be able to do that you know because um, i yeah i could still there's enough stuff if i'm not cooking for myself which i don't do a ton anyway um then i could still you know find enough good stuff out there that is like you know there's enough good food around here that i could do
0: that you could just chow down on the grilled corn they have for the mexican places
1: oh man elote so fucking good
0: yeah i mean that question is much easier to answer in uh, like a colder country like sweden because i mean during the winter months it's like just stews. I mean, you just have salt, pepper, <laughs> a little bit of, well, not mustard in your case, but other things. <laughs> I mean, no, I get it because,
1: you know, like I at one point was a, a very, uh, uh, you know, a, a poor college student. So, you know, I was eating ramen and, you know, I, I got to season that with all kinds of stuff and I got really good at cooking ramen and making some delicious ramen seasons with all kinds of stuff. So I, I, I get that.
0: Okay. Could you do it for $200? Yeah, I
1: could, I could do it for 200
0: 185. Yeah, I'll cut it off there. I don't want to give you All right. less. That, that. that was,
1: about, yeah, I think that was like, I was like, oh, that's about at the edge right there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love Mexican food too. I've been to Tulum and uh, I spent like a couple of weeks in Mexico. It was amazing. There's a place called Burritos Amor in um, Cancun, and it's one of the best burritos I've ever had in my life. They do something with the sauce there, which you just can't replicate anywhere else. Okay.
1: All right. That's interesting. I mean, if you're ever out here, definitely definitely try some burritos, but don't, don't get it from, like, you know, uh, just, like, wherever. You got to get it from, you know, somewhere where it's, like, a food cart, or, like, you got to go somewhere where you're the only person who speaks, like, fluent English or something like that, like, because it is just like amazing like i it's mind blowing the burritos that you will get out of here but you got to go to like a legit authentic place that is going to make it like with some heart and like the real way and not just kind of you know Taco Bell obviously or something like that you
0: know i mean there's no taco bell here i've never actually seen a oh. taco bell and there it's good
1: it's good taco bell is what you get if you're you're really drunk and you don't have a lot of money
0: yeah the the english have kebabs okay something something about like a kebab roll which is like cheap as fuck and you get it when you're super drunk and (laughs) you may your mouth just tastes like sweaty meat in the morning it's just not not (laughs) i'd rather smell of like mango salsa in my mouth instead that'd be much better
1: (laughs) oh you're not gonna get mango salsa at at taco bell you're gonna get just well maybe i don't know they might have some some uh like promotional thing but it's it's um yeah it's i don't think it's gonna be it's it's not like the fanciest legit stuff at taco bell it's just kind of like cheap and just you know gimmicky stuff sometimes so they might have some kind of gimmick where they're doing mango salsa. i don't know what they're doing these days but i
0: have to check their menu after this just to see what it is do they even have a menu or just show up and say yeah i'll take some shit please (laughs) wrap it up put some guacamole on it good to go
1: yeah i mean they got a menu but it's always it's all it's basically just like the same five things just in different shapes like oh this one's a taco this one's a burrito this one's like you know, like a and the quesarito—they've got just weird names for like things. Like, here's a flat thing; we grill it, but it's all—it's all pretty much the same thing,
0: just the different shapes. Have you heard of a sushi rito I think it's called.
1: Yes, yes, I have. What? Those are delicious.
0: What? When did that happen? I only heard about it like a couple weeks ago. I don't know.
1: Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, there's a lot of good, like there. Uh, strangely enough, because um, there's a there's you know a really big kind of just like also like a big Asian and like Pacific Islander population in Orange County and so there's a lot of really good like sushi and pokey places here too and so i've definitely had one of those and it's really solid
0: okay i have to try myself and make one i mean you won't find that in sweden <laughs> so-
1: I, I i forget sometimes how lucky i am like living in southern california where there are just whatever you want to eat you know you can just go for it you know like my best friend who's indian he's like okay like his dad's from india He's like, all right, we're going to go to this like one Indian place. And it's like legit, authentic Indian food that, you know, you wouldn't, you know, be able to find on a lot of places. But he's like, all right, here we go. This is like chicken tandoori. This is what this is. But, you know, this sauce and this thing, it's it's incredible. And, uh, I, you know, I'm very blessed to have just whatever option I want, just kind of, you know, within a 10 minute drive, 15 minute
0: drive most. You might say that, but how close is your closest po boy?
1: that's a good question i'm sure there's got to be one somewhere i could find it but i don't
0: know no i I wouldn't vouch for it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's not going to be as good as you know uh, like probably some places but yeah i'm I'm, i don't know if i did some digging i'd find something maybe
0: yeah i mean i found a a philly cheesesteak in tampa florida once i was like what the fuck (laughs) all right um this question is to do with sushi actually Yeah. specific like for me, like I'm, I'm vegan, so I don't eat most things. But the thing is, like mm. anything with rice and soy sauce just like makes me so happy. Mm. Um, 500 bucks for the next five years, your soy sauce is cut with 33% milk.
1: Five years? Yeah. No, 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 not... Yeah, no.
0: It's only a third milk. It's not, you know... Yeah, but five years is a
1: long time.
0: Could you detect it?
1: I don't know. I don't know if my palate is that good that I would be able to detect it. But like you said, you know, like soy sauce and rice, it's really good. You know, I do. I did come later in life to sushi. I wasn't a big fan of it growing up. But, in you know, my 20s, I got really into it for sure.
0: Let's say for the next three years and it's cut
1: 20%. All right. Yeah, I could do that. Three years, 100 bucks a year, you know, that'll pay for a streaming service or something. Uh, and uh, 20%, I don't know if I would notice that, so. Yeah, that sounds
0: fair. I originally said 500 bucks, and then I said three years, and he said 100 bucks a year. So we're down to 300 bucks now. Is that right? <laughs> I think the math checks out. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, let's leave it there. 300 bucks, it's fine. But 20%, 20%, that 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 did come down too. Yeah, I don't think I don't think i would noticed that really. I mean, you'd see it in the color, wouldn't you? I think.
1: Yeah, but I think 20%, like if it's 43%, that's getting close to half of the whole thing being milk, and I think you know that might affect it. But if it's just you know, a quarter of the or a fifth of it, whatever, then yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a lot less uh it's gonna take the the taste out a lot less. So I can think I could
0: do that. It's interesting for me on my end because like you you tend I assume you eat sushi out. So you'd have to like request it. You know, hey can you cut it with a bit of milk just on the side? <laughs> do <Does laughs> they even have milk in sushi places? I've never seen it.
1: I I don't think so. No I, I haven't seen it either. That'd be yeah. <laughs> you
0: have to bring your own milk everywhere you go. <laughs> in case you... i
1: see i thought it would just like just be like you know all every every time i go to a sushi place it's just like all right here we go here's here's the uh here's the <laughs> special soy sauce that you have to and like, God damn,
0: yeah, maybe okay. that is the case i just like the <laughs> idea that you bring in milk with you for the next three years it doesn't have to happen <laughs>
1: carrying around just a, a jug of milk with me <laughs> it's just in case like, i gotta eat soy sauce don't worry it's not a, it's yeah. a thing
0: i mean yeah you, you i mean you probably just eat more mexican food in the end i guess i think I yeah would. yeah Okay, this this I'm expecting a a very long and potent answer. But what is your issue with Marjorie Taylor Greene?
1: Oh man, she's literally one of the worst human beings in the face of the world. Uh, she is somebody who, uh, if you know anything about QAnon, which if you don't, don't learn about it, uh, is just like this insane conspiracy group that um, believes things like that are just like insane, like that um the Clintons like eat babies for their blood or something like that and it's just like that the world is run by a demonic cult and she like supports them and like this past week it just came out that she and this other guy from Congress who's also just really just the worst uh we're gonna st- wanting to start a um coalition or I don't a caucus I guess is what it would be called in congress for um anglo-saxon americans and it's just like basically like a white power movement within congress that they kind of wanted to start that it kind of broke that they were trying to do this and she's just like racist and just like promotes conspiracy theories and you know uh promoted the whole thing about you know the lies about the election and saying that the election was rigged and all this awful stuff and she's just like a despicable just awful human because i was gonna originally when you asked me like name a person who's like the worst i was like thinking trump originally um but i'm like okay like that's kind of like i feel like that's an answer a lot of people have given i was like i'll give something else and she's kind of like a trump person to the next extreme like she all the crazy conspiracies and stuff that trump kind of just like hints at she like fully like supports and just it's she's just awful
0: (laughs) I find Trump to be a vanilla answer. You're absolutely right. I get Trump all the time. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a it's a dead pony at this point. People have been beating it to mm. death. It's like it's just vanilla. And your your point is actually true. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's much more firm in her beliefs. I think Trump is a bit more wishy-washy. Of course, he says, oh, look at these people they're doing right or these people are doing wrong. But like, I'm not going to defend the guy, but he doesn't really stand for an entire lot of things, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the the president. I mean, they can't stand for too much. Yeah. You know, they have to kind of give leeway on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, do you drive places? Do you have a car?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much in Southern California, everybody drives.
0: How many more years do you think you have left on that car?
1: <sighs> it's been making, it's, it was actually just like, I think I need to take the mechanic suit. Cause I, it makes a, it makes some weird noises when I downshift. It's not bad or anything, but I'm like, oh, I maybe should go as soon. Uh, so it's 2010, um, I don't know, I'd say five years, maybe, because it's a, it's, a, it's a Nissan, so it's pretty reliable. So I'd say yeah, maybe like five years.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm going to say with the premise that it's like three years, just so that maybe you might accept okay. this question. I'm not trying to I beat your car up here. I'm just trying to say like <laughs> for this premise, a thousand bucks, uh, your car radio setup is stuck on Marjorie Taylor Greene's autobiography. On repeat.
1: No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Everywhere you drive is kind of like Anglo Saxons should rule the world. <laughs> oh
1: my god. No, I couldn't. I fou- no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. For, for the rest you said for the next like until for the rest of my car's life, so three years.
0: Yeah, your car's radio stuck on that, yeah.
1: And I can't like I was so I would, you know, obviously I'm assuming for the point of this, I can't like, you know, turn uh, you know, well, could I just like turn it off and like listen to podcasts on my phone just in my car? Is that allowed?
0: No, this is it. Okay. This is, I mean, you can turn it down, but then you're just driving in silence, which it's never that fun, is it?
1: Yeah, no, no, I... Yeah, uh, no, definitely not then.
0: Hmm. How about for the next year? No. For some reason, you don't go to the mechanic for a year, even though this is clearly <laughs> an issue. <laughs> Would it be better if someone else read her autobi- autobiography? It
1: depends on who, I guess. Uh... 'Cause if it was like if it was like somebody who was, you know, also you know, if it was somebody who was like believing it then may then, you know, no, but who was like Gilbert Gottfried making fun of it, it was just like, ah, Anglo Saxons, you know, that's a bad <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey, but or like Christopher Walken, like, I tell you what, these Anglo Saxons, I don't know, man, something like that, maybe. But How about I don't
0: know. Alternating um, alternating sections between Jim Parsons and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, That's a weird mix, cause they're extremely that neutral. Is...
1: <laughs> What's up with these Anglo Saxons in here? Oh. What's the
0: deal <laughs> with Cuno? <laughs> they're drinking baby blood. I don't know. I don't know. Uh. Uh. <laughs> fuck. Could you stop with the drinking? Could you stop? <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: no, I still, I still, it would get old. I don't even know if I can listen to anything like that for just a year especially not that so not for a thousand bucks no
0: the next six months it's a thousand bucks
1: no it would get real old and then i would have to i would just listen to nothing and that would drive me crazy too uh
0: 1250 for six months
1: that's so uh it's about yeah, you know, a little over two hundred bucks a month.
0: It's Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Parsons like rather entertaining people. I think I think this isn't the worst.
1: Yeah, you know what? You make a good point. I think for that amount of money with uh, Seinfeld and Parsons, I'll go for it.
0: Nice. I'm not gonna have you down I understand now. Horrible of a question that is. <laughs> it hurt
1: my soul just a little bit.
0: <laughs> Who would you rather listen to though? Would it be Jim Parsons or Jerry Seinfeld reading?
1: I think it would be Seinfeld because I, I might get old after six months, but I think it would still be entertaining.
0: I think you need Jim Parsons to refresh your palate because Seinfeld is very Seinfeld. You need a yeah, you need a glass of warm milk to brush it down with. You know? Yeah,
1: because I was like thinking like, OK, like I was like, I can't even do a Jim Parsons impression because like he's just kind of Jim Parsons, you know.
0: Yeah, he's great, but I, yeah, yeah, he just is who he is. We have four more questions coming up. We're with Mister Derek. Uh, it's going to get much more embarrassing, much quicker. Um, and then, we're gonna oh no, have, oh no! So we'll be right back after these messages.
1: Hey, everybody! We are the Undercast Company. We're a group of friends that love movies. And I've decided to start a podcast called Underrated. My name is Derek McDuff. Hey
0: everybody, Is Ariel Ortiz. Hey everybody, it's Alan Torres.
1: And we like to talk about movies that we think deserve more love. Films that are either underrated, unappreciated, or ones that have just kind of flown under the radar. Movies that have crashed to the box office or have just gotten a bad rep from critics, um, whatever it might be. And with that, we'd like to give you uh, some samples of some of the movies we've talked about. So go ahead and listen to this clip. My favorite part is like when monks on the laptop, and like the uncle's talking or whatever. He's saying, "Oh, I'm gonna give you my, my fucking cool ass glass house. You know, don't throw stones and shit." And like he's. Really- <laughs> say that but i wish you did i think somebody says it. monk says it monk says it oh okay he's like hey don't yeah. throw stones ah, ah, ah. Get
0: uh, it? Uh, uh, i'm a math the... teacher my wife. <laughs> so like <laughs> he's watching the video and like the i like how the video closes and then
1: opens the back left, <laughs> and then it closes and then it opens up like and i'm like i'm not gonna lie when i saw it as an 11 year old i was like that that's not possible that's not possible at all (laughs) i was like the ghosts the the ghosts are clearly plausible but that shit right there does not work that's the only thing i was like okay bro come on
0: And we're back, Derek. Have you been enjoying yourself so far? Yeah, I've been having a
1: fun time. I always love would you rather questions. I bug my friends with them all the time. So this is, I think, my uh, my punishment.
0: I had to add a monetizing twist to make a podcast format. So yeah, yeah. But the thing is, as as I've said before to people, it's like it really is individual. Mm,
1: yeah, it's it's very specific. No, I, I this is this has been a lot of fun. I mean, which I say.
0: which question have you put the most thought into here? I think the first one you really had to think about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that was a tough one for me. That one, the first one, and then I think the the Marjorie Taylor green one because I where there was all these different variables we were kind of thrown in, and I was like, okay, like if it was Seinfeld and Parsons, and you know it was less time. I think, yeah, but those two, you know, the first question and the last question, so for the ones I think that I've thought about the most.
0: Do you have like a most hated movie of all time?
1: Um, no. Uh, there's okay off the top of my head um the emoji movie is pretty terrible um that one's yeah it's really really i think yeah probably the emoji movie because it's it's bad in a way that's not even fun or entertaining and it's also just like i hate what it represents as a movie because i usually am like you know what even if a movie i don't like it I won't hate on it because it's like someone's artistic vision. There is no artistic vision in the emoji (laughs) movie. That movie is just only exists to be like to cash in on a fad and to make a quick buck. And, you know, it's there's nothing about the emoji movie that is worth anything. It's a, it's a piece of garbage that I only saw because I was bored in a hotel room and I didn't have Netflix or anything else. And it was just, me and my girlfriend at the time. And there were only other things that were on were sports. And she hates sports. So I just, we just ended up watching the Emoji movie.
0: I think they got it just at the right time, though. It was like total peak emojis everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they were like, let's cash in. And then, you know, it's playing off the Lego movie, which, you know, is also a movie like, it's like, oh, it's about product. But it's like a movie that actually has heart. And it's like it captures what it felt like to be a kid and to, like, play with Legos and stuff. Whereas the Emoji movie is just like, oh, you can text people these things and kids will like it. And it's fun colors and just, ugh, I don't know. And TJ Miller is a little bit, you know, problematic and he's the main character. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into that. <laughs> Cause I don't, but you know, it's just a lot. There's just a lot is the point of that movie. That's just real cringy.
0: I haven't even seen the cast listing. Is it really just money grabbing people? <laughs> They're just like, Oh, cash in on this. Well, it's weird. Cause there's like,
1: there's like, actual legitimate like star like patrick stewart plays the shit emoji in oh. the movie which is like and i saw him do an interview for conan and he was like well you know Conan, today I'm, I'm doing a lot of movies that i wouldn't normally consider 10 years ago like i'm in the emoji movie and people have always said patrick stewart's acting is shit and i was like well i'll prove them right and so oh, okay. it's just i think you know he's just like a lot of people were just like we'll make a quick buck you know patrick stewart was like yeah like, you know, I'm not going to take myself too seriously. I'll get paid, like, however many millions of dollars to show up and record three lines or whatever it was. So, I don't know, just, just really cringy. Just And also, just, like, a bad movie that's not fun to watch. Like, some bad movies are, like, The Room or, you know, Legend or, or Troll 2. Those are kind of entertaining to watch. I might have pissed people off because I know people like Legend. I think it's a fun <laughs> movie um, that's just kind of out there and weird. Um, but like even movies that like I don't like, I can enjoy sometimes. And this is not one you can enjoy really on any level.
0: I liked um uh Michael kane's response to a journalist, because the journalist was kind of like, Mr. Kane, you've have you even seen Jaws 2? <laughs> and he's kind no, of like Yeah, go on, you 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 fill it in, go on, you fill it in.
1: I've never seen the film, but I have seen the house that is built and it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's how you answer a question, right there. <laughs> he's the best. Oh, I'm so glad he's still with us. Really, right? He's he's a he's a gem and an important like face when it comes to English actors. He's he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He,
1: he's great. And then you know, you, every time you need something explained in the Christopher Nolan movie, he just shows up and is like hey, here's the thing about Tenet that you don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen Tenet. I need to see that.
1: Oh yeah, it's good. It's yeah. it's oh uh, well, it's it's. I mean, it's not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, uh, but it's and it's crazy but like it's it's interesting that definitely it's worth a watch
0: i just i just love um interstellar it it blew me (sighs) away
1: it's so good i'm a big nolan fan i love inception and interstellar and obviously like the dark knight trilogy but yeah interstellar it really hits me and i know that you know people are divided on the third act but i really love it
0: how just this is a total off off the cuff here but like how do you feel with matthew mcconaughey running for governor what what now Matthew McConaughey is um, supposedly running for Texas governor.
1: Texas. Okay. Well, I miss, I miss that. I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, if he wants to go for it, like I know that, I mean, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger as our governor, so I'm not like, you know, go, go for it, Matt, you know, like more power to him.
0: He did a long run of like interviews and podcasts. He did Joe Rogan. He did um, uh, Russell Howard. He's been on like talk shows like an entire like week or two of just pushing like his new book. And you also said he might run for mayor. Um, yeah, governor, I think. Is it
1: like a serious thing or is it like a publicity stunt? Like, is it like...
0: Now, I mean, that was months ago. And now I've like read more things that he has been asking questions. And, you know, he's really interested in like actually making a move.
1: Okay. Yeah, because like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, when you hear like, oh, like this person is running for, you know, governor or whatever. It's just, you know, to promote a book or something like that. And every once in a while, that person will accidentally get a, um, you know, elected president when they were just trying to sell their new terrible book. But um, you know, uh we had like I said though we had Arnold Schwarzenegger as our, our governor and before that, you know, Ronald Reagan who was a western actor who was our California governor and then became the president. So, I mean, you know what? I mean, if he's yeah, I'm not gonna, so I'm not going to, you know, chastise Matthew McConaughey. I don't know what his politics are really, so I'd probably have to look more into that, but
0: I, it, think I think it's more about the platform, isn't it, more than the person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it too. I think he's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, twenty five thousand dollars every year. Your family makes you watch a Christmas adaptation of your most hated film. Twenty
1: five thousand dollars, and I have to watch a Christmas adaptation of the Emoji movie every year. Yes, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I could do that. You know, yeah. it's a short movie. It's like it's like a ninety minute movie. I think
0: so. That's not. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, a lot of people really don't want to do this question. I just say like, yeah, but your family are, like excited. It's an event. You have popcorn, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I know that I'm going to get some flack for this, but um, <laughs> this is a very unpopular opinion, but I really don't like It's a Wonderful Life. So I already kind of had to watch a movie every Christmas that I really didn't like growing up. Every Christmas, my mom would put on It's Wonderful for Life and I, I did not enjoy it. So that's I, a you fair know.
0: point. Actually, I hated yeah. Chicken Run until recently. Okay. <laughs>
1: I haven't rewatched that movie probably since the 90s. I need to I need to check it out. I don't even remember what I thought of it, but yeah.
0: Would you do it for 22,000? Yeah. 20 and a half? Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, let's do that. It's a pretty short movie. I thought it, yeah, I mean, I guess it's the audience probably is their nap time by the time it ends. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's that short. Like it, most kids movies are I feel like about in that 90 minute range like about an hour and a half a Um, match yeah especially the movies that are like you know just designed to kind of just you know make a quick buck and sell a product you know they want to get as many showings on the screen as they can per day
0: um when did you fall in love with writing and has writing become some sort of a coping mechanism for the twists and turns of life Or or what is it that made you yeah fall in love
1: I mean, it's, I, it's, it was kind of a gradual thing. Like, I don't know that it was, there was ever a moment. Like, I, I definitely, like, was kind of interested in as a kid. And I remember being in high school and being, like, when I, I had to, like, write a short story for some project and, like, I got really into it. And I was like, okay, maybe, like, I could do something with this. And then I, when I was in college, I was originally a theater major um, for about three semesters. And then I just kind of realized that's not the way I wanted to go. And I wanted to get more into writing. And because I was kind of like, it was kind of just like a passion for me. And then I was like, it was kind of just something fun I did every once in a while. And just kind of slowly over the years, it just became more and more like this is, you know, really, really just something I love and just kind of became one of the things that I always want to do, whether it's just for me or for, you know, uh, for work or, you know, for whatever. Um, But it, and, you know, so the second part of your question, it is something that is, helped me immensely in you know times of just you know you know hardship or whatever like it it feels so good to just when you're feeling these raw emotions just you know put it on the page and just kind of like express it have this kind of way to express it you know and you know i think mean, it's it's you know there's the reason when you know like it's, it's such a cliche that like when teenagers get broken up with or whatever, they write a bunch of shitty breakup poetry, you know? And, you know, like a lot of poetry that I've written has been after, you know, like breakups and stuff like that, or, you know, not even necessarily poetry or breakups, but just like all, just like whenever I'm going through something, you know, in your life that is really hard, you just put it into words. And I don't know, like, like it's the, you know, to go back to the kind of like the breakup thing, uh, that movie Ruby Sparks, um like there's a kind of like the main character is a writer and after he goes through a breakup like his um his brother is just like oh well i'm spoiling the end of ruby sparks a little bit i'll try not to spoil too much but he says something like oh you know just like write it down and it doesn't matter if like people believe it or whatever like it'll it'll help you and it'll help other people so it is just very therapeutic and helpful to just kind of like that's why i think you know a lot of people journal and stuff like that so Um, when you know they go through you know things in their life so I think yeah like a hundred percent it is and I, I think also going through pain and hardships has made me a better writer and it has made me more empathetic and it has made me just able to tap into these emotions that are just really deep and real and kind of like give my writing more weight than it would otherwise
0: I feel that uh, most creative outlets is required for like emotional stability. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like pl- playing playing guitar or like doing a podcast or, or such and things. It's like it really does help. It's a, it's like a some sort of Zen thing that that really helps.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: This next question is quite a bit of a run up, so <laughs> bear with me okay. with this one. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. Over the next two years, you write and release your own life memoirs, The Tales of Derek MacDuff. <laughs> Within weeks, it becomes a major success, but only in the same way that The Room is a success. It's really poorly executed and put together. However, Real Big Fish love the book so much, they release a four-track EP called The Tales of Derek McDuck, which uses your <laughs> stories for inspiration, but, release, but replaces you with a duck. After <laughs> this is released, you're now known as Derek McDuck. How much money did you say? 50,000. There's a lot of ter- a lot of slight like, turns there. You have to digest that. It's
1: a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's a <laughs> lot to mull over. It's a lot to mull over. Because, like, I mean, I'm not one of those people who's against, like, any kind of notoriety, you know, like, I would, you know, if the question is, like, I've ever had the question posed me before, would you rather be, like, internet famous or not famous at all? And I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't mind being internet famous. But, um... I just, like, you know, I feel like that would be such a barrier for me to do anything, have have anything creative taken seriously of mine, or even like a pot, my podcast or anything like that taken seriously, if I was just Derek McDuck. So <laughs> for 50, geez, no,
0: it's a tough one. Cause I mean, you spend two years like investing your time into this memoir and it's, um, yeah, didn't go so well for you. I think that's the problem. You put pride into your work and then when it gets received in a poor light.
1: And it's not not even necessary. Like if I made something and it, you know, failed or flopped or whatever, that's fine. But if it's like, that's all I became known for. And I, you know, was had this thing hanging around for me where I, I was known as Derek McDowell. It would be cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind being like, you know, real big fish making an album out of me if it was a joke. But if that's like all I became and just like became known for for the rest of my life and i couldn't do it that's that's the big barrier for me honestly
0: how about you're known as derek McDuff, um derek mcduck as like the ep is like relevant in society and pop culture so let's say like it's good for a couple months and you kind of go back into the crawl back under the rock and the people don't hear from you again
1: uh well yeah. had Because I just, I do, I would do, you know, want to be taken seriously as, you know, like a writer or something like that. Um, Damn, this is hard. Um, I don't know. What else can you give me? Give me something else.
0: Mm. I mean, I could just take, let's let's say that they, um, Big Fish make that four track EP, but they don't credit you at all.
1: You know what? I'll, you know, I'll you know, I'll, I'll take it back. I will say I'll, I'll take the credit, you know, and it'll be like, um, you know, I don't know how familiar with you are with baseball, um, but uh, you know who Bill Buckner is?
0: No baseball. No, I don't know. OK, any. so
1: he's this guy who, you know, the Red Sox for, you know, 100 years couldn't win the World Series. And when they got really close they were about to win this game that would put them in the world series. And the ball went through this guy's legs, this, this um, first baseman, I think it was named Bill Buckner. And for, you know, for years, he was just like Bill Buckner, the guy who lost, you know, lost the Red Sox and they couldn't get to the world series and break the curse because of Bill Buckner just went right through his legs, couldn't make the easy catch or whatever. But he said, you know, in later years he did come peace with it. Just cause he's like, yeah, I was known as the guy who like the ball went through his legs, but people, knew me as a pretty good pitcher who made a mistake or a pretty good first baseman or whatever, who made a mistake one time. And, um, and, you know, they wouldn't know me at all if it wasn't for that. So I think if I could, you know, become known as like, yeah, he's this guy who had this, you know, kind of joke story, but you know, he is, he is, keeps trying and, you know, does kind of do some other stuff Then I would maybe do it.
0: You know, that makes sense. I do have one quick baseball story thinking about it now. Uh, it's a crossover between baseball and architecture. There's a guy, who was in the 70s. I can't remember his first name, but his surname is Thomas Thomason. Mm-hmm. And he was a massive baseball player in the States, um, hitting home runs and such. And then he moved to Japan because they offered him a ridiculous amount of money to end his career there. And for whatever reason in Japan, he just was never successful. He just couldn't hit a ball. So mm-hmm. he was put on the bench continuously, but he continued to work out and to remain like in peak physical condition. And just for the day that he would go back on, on again and, and, and hit, hit more balls, but he never got put back on. So there's a, there's a, um, a type of architecture There's a Japanese guy that invented the, and he's called it the Thomason. And it's basically when you see something um, like on the street, which is well-maintained, but has no purpose whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Go through your day to day and just think like, wow, they've painted that fence, but the fence leads to nowhere. Huh. And then you're like, that's a Thomason. Like, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. It's he released a book about like Thomason yeah. architecture.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, my dad's actually an architect, so that's interesting. I've heard that yeah, I've also heard them called follies, like those structures that have no purpose. <laughs>
0: The fact is maintained, you know, like they continue to paint it mm-hmm. or cut back the grass okay. and it's like it, they keep it going but like there's no purpose, there's no reason for them. That's funny. Yeah. That's offensive man. I love I like that story but it's just not nice. Yeah. But you still think you could do it 50,000? You think you could handle the Derek McDuck lifestyle?
1: Yeah, I'll say yeah for 50 for 50,000 I'll say yeah.
0: I won't ask you to go down because I feel you put a lot of thought into this.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's about like that's a good number for me. Okay. Fifty. I don't. Yeah.
0: What I tend to do with this is I I try to avoid already having one question prepared just so I could like throw an audible between both me and you. Um, and for some reason I left it to this question. Um, Hundred thousand dollars. Could you run on a mar- Could you run a marathon barefooted on a Lego track?
1: Oh my God! A marathon. That is. Oh no oh man that is tough
0: about a half marathon
1: god that would be really painful 100 grand though
0: yeah i <sighs> tell you what for 85,000 you can have like every so many yards you have just concrete so you have a tiny like maybe for like two paces you have a little break between the lego parts yeah
1: I'll, I'll make that deal it sounds yeah <laughs> but i mean 85. yeah 85 i can do that
0: i had one contestant who like he, he kept like pushing me up and up on price and then during mm-hmm. this question when i asked him he goes yeah i'd run it i'd get like i'd charge you a quarter of a million and then like i'll donate it to charity because i'm such a nice guy and i was like don't you dare <laughs> flip the script to make you sound like a nice person it's like you just been <laughs> taking my <laughs> money this whole time
1: uh, and yeah, no, i would use that for like a down payment on a house or something for sure
0: yeah uh so we're up to the last question here derek all right all right so up, in, up until now, you may have noticed I've been segueing into these questions, um, but I actually want to have a true reaction before I segue here. So, quarter of a million, you're buried alive for 12 hours in a morph suit, but the coffin has 10 leeches in it.
1: Oh, God. Uh, no.
0: You're in a morph suit. They can't get you. Uh, so what is a morph suit? It's like, um, uh, there was like a real big thing in the early 2000s. like, it's a suit, which is just rubber.
1: So like like okay. thin latex like, kind of like a wetsuit kind of type thing. A
0: little bit. Um, try try googling morph suit. Maybe you'd get something up. Is it is it
1: like the the Gimp in um, Pulp Fiction?
0: <laughs> that's kind of a bit. That's a bit like heavier. Okay, <laughs> Gimp suit. That'll be better. Um, no, it's thinner. It's more breathable fabric. Okay. Um, some people would just dress up and wear it around all the time. It's like
1: okay. I must have missed that. How many leeches? Ten. Twelve hours. <sighs> a quarter of a million
0: dollars. No, no. Does ten leeches really affect you that much? How about eight? Does the number matter? <laughs> I
1: mean, I don't know. I guess ten is not a lot, but...
0: It is if you've never seen one, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. And if it's I've been afraid of them my whole life. Uh, uh, uh all right. Can I haggle a little? Yeah. Alright. I could do it five leeches. I feel like five leeches for a quarter million dollars, twelve hours, I could handle that.
0: I can give you five leeches, ten hours, and we'll call it uh two hundred thousand.
1: yeah yeah nice. i think i could do that oh man it's horrible oh ooh. <laughs> ooh, you're really getting me on this one man. Ah, it's good that's that's a good oh that's very that's really Oof,
0: yeah that's good I, i'm curious <laughs> about what i'll do with the leeches afterwards because now i just have five leeches i mean do you want them
1: <laughs> no no you i mean i mean you use them to clone me or something i guess so they would probably tr- get my well i don't know if they would be able to get me through the suit but...
0: No, I'd say it's like a reinforced morph suit. So okay. I don't think that... I mean, maybe you'd feel the suction, but I don't think they would actually get to your blood. So.
1: <laughs> when you said feel the suction, I just got a shiver down my spine. It just. Ah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. Throw them into a fire or something.
0: I mean, they live in water, right? They're water-based or do they, they just love water?
1: Yeah, I know they live in like swamps and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's so. the thing.
0: Like I'd expect to see them there. I just don't understand how they survive like on land. Because I mean, if you, as we talked before about in New Orleans, like they have... Like leeches just in jars and shit. Like in how do they they just have like full of water you just stick your arm in and just I
1: don't know. I guess amphibious, I guess, would be the word to describe them. Or they're like water based, but they can go on land.
0: I don't think it's something we should really be worrying about.
1: Yeah, I don't I try not to think about leeches. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> That was the last question. Um, So what I do now is I take a little while to tally this up like price wise. So if you just want to speak to the audience, tell them who you are, what you're doing here and like your podcast and where they find you and Twitter and all those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, my name, like as we've mentioned is Derek McDuff. Um, I'm a, one of the co-hosts of the underrated podcast where we talk about films that are kind of underrated or underappreciated or under the radar. Um, So you can, you know, find that podcast on any uh you know any wherever you listen wherever you listen to this podcast it's going to be there too um we me and my friends we call ourselves uh the undercast company so you can find us on twitter or instagram um or anywhere else really at uh as undercast company um you know we're on all the kind of social media stuff facebook everything like that um but yeah so if you know who are interested who've liked anything I've said about film I do talk a lot more about it on my other podcast
0: did you have you ever done an episode on Kung Fury have you ever seen Kung Fury
1: no I haven't I've heard really good things about that movie um I've I've never seen it though that's like that it's like a 30 minute thing with like the t-rex and stuff right
0: yeah it's incredible
1: okay I need to watch that I just never gotten around to it I think I probably need to be a little bit drunk to watch it like I think that'd be a really good time
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You can have like do like a screening party or something of it because yeah. it's just it, there's no fat on it. You know, they've cooked mm-hmm. it down perfectly. It, it's it's incredible. Yeah, because mm. I meant
1: to have like a screening party, but I think with COVID and everything, I never really got a chance to, you know, but maybe coming out of it now a little bit might get a chance and everybody's vac- all my friends are vaccinated, might get a chance to.
0: Yeah, it's like, as I said, there's like no fat. So it's just it's all fun and guns and entertainment and silliness. And
1: I love movies like that. I got to check it out.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see your take on it. I think you'd really enjoy it.
1: Right, yeah, I'll just I'll just check it out.
0: So how well do you think you did? I have the number in my hand.
1: Um, okay. Um like my grand total, I mean, I don't know, I guess probably around like three twenty five three and twenty five thousand, something like that. I don't know.
0: Okay, so Derek, today you have run barefooted on a Lego track. You've had leeches in a coffin with you, and you've even eaten a morel stu- mushroom stuffed with mustard. All of those things, plus many more. Your price of the dignity today is $357,411. Well, oh, all right. Yeah. There you go. It's better <laughs> there than there you we thought.
1: Go. Yeah, there you go. It's a nice circuit sort of change.
0: I think it's pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with yeah. it. I think yeah. No, good.
1: Uh, me too. Me too. I could yeah. I could do all that stuff for that amount of money. I think I'd be. I could live with myself at the end of the day for that.
0: Yeah, long showers for the rest of your life, obviously. <laughs> Continuous, like trying to sleep at night, and just feel suckling on your legs. You know, not yeah. Dead.
1: And then I write about it, and everybody is just like, "Oh man, this guy, that Derek McDuff and his story about leeches."
0: Oof, creepy. <laughs> do you have anything to say, to listeners, before we sign off today?
1: uh i don't know just i guess uh you know i said it with uh checking out my podcast and stuff but uh i don't uh thank you guys for listening i always uh, i love whenever people take the time to listen to me babble so uh yeah uh, thank you out there for everybody and thank you to you for having me on this has been really fun
0: yeah i've been AZ blakely main it's been price tag Pod, and we'll see you again next time